Wow, we are going into the last week of the year. We're in the middle of the holidays. We are headed into a new year. And I cannot think of a better subject than talking about the power of planning and how to make it fun. And I can't think of a better person to talk to than my friend and coach, Kimberly Dubrule. Kimberly, I have known now for about, I think, 15 years. I think we met in 07. And I was her coach. (laughs) And then around 2012, I invited her to be a part of the faculty team at the CAP Institute because she is just such an amazing, brilliant, passionate coach. Um, And so she has been teaching in our coach training intensive and our certified personal and executive coach program now for a decade. But one of the things, there's many things that stand out for me about Kimberly Dubrule. But one is that she loves planning so much, she like talks about it. She talks about her Sunday night planning sessions and her half day retreats every month with herself for planning and how she plans annually. And then every month she checks back in. I mean, it's amazing. She even does like a five day retreat with herself to plan every single year. It's so inspiring that I was like, I've got to bring her on so we can talk about this because I recently discovered for myself the power of planning. So please welcome to the podcast, the Coaching and Positive Psychology podcast, Kimberly DeBrule. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining me. Thank you for having me here. I'm so (laughs) excited anytime to talk about this stuff. Oh my gosh. So obviously as a coach, Um, who, you know, one of the reasons I first invited you to be a part of our faculty team is because I needed coaches who had built a really successful coaching practice. And I wanted people from varying backgrounds. So I came from a background of being an author and then becoming a coach. You were a coach um, for a company, and then you started coaching independently and became very successful doing that. Of course, now you actually have a um, a book that helps coaches to plan their business development. But planning, it seems, has been a big part of your success. Tell me how you just came to almost fall in love with the whole planning process. I fell in love with it. I think I always was a planner, but I didn't know how to plan. So I was a list maker growing up. And then I got into real estate when I was only 19. And the real estate world is big on personal development and schedule making and looking at what you're doing with your time, being intentional, all of those things. And so that's, and, and so I had it in me, I think, and that just sparked. And I was like, I'm in the right place. Just, I don't know about real estate, but I love all this other stuff. So yeah. that's really where I got the, the real start with planning. Well, that makes sense because you're basically in sales. It's very entrepreneurial. You have to manage your time. There's certain things you have to do or else you're probably not going to get paid. <laughs> you're not going to build up the customer base. So planning is a really important piece for that. But for most people, um, especially those who maybe don't plan as much as, as they could, for example, I've had to learn how to plan. It's not that I didn't plan at all. It's just, I'm very futuristic. I'm big picture vision, but when it comes to the execution, sometimes I could feel overwhelmed. So you say there are three really strong benefits to planning that just are game changers. And we think about starting a new year, people typically are coming up with big goals and and a vision. Can you talk about those three benefits that are really powerful if you make the decision 
to be consistent about your planning? Yes, I came, these came to me. So I'll put a plug in for meditation because I have a few different things that I had coming up a few weeks ago. This whole thing about planning and talking about it was on my mind. And I was meditating one morning and these three words came to me. I wish this happened all the time in meditation, but it it happens every once in a while. Clarity, capacity, (laughs) and peace. Clarity, capacity, and peace. And as I was meditating, I wasn't trying to figure out like, well, how does this fit in? But soon afterwards, I really sat down and started thinking about it. And the clarity. So should we start with clarity, Valerie? (laughs) Yes, because that's what planning has really given me. Yeah. So the clarity. Well, first of all, um, if you try to jump right into actually planning and goal setting and you haven't gained clarity first, there's a good chance you might be planning things that you think you should do as opposed to what you really want to do. So what you want from your life. So the clarity piece is important as a foundation to sit still look at the areas of your life. That's one way I like to do it with my clients and with myself, just looking at each area of life and asking myself, um, I I like the simplicity of where am I on the scale from one to 10 right now in this area? And so so wait a minute, you talked about, we get stuck on things we should do. Yes. Um, Tell me a little bit more about that. Do you think our schedules or, or, you know, how we have our time lined up is filled with a lot of stuff that we shouldn't be doing? Yeah, I do. And I think that uh, if we're not taking time to be clear on what we want, we will do what we think other people want us to do or what Mm -hmm. other people actually want us to do. And we'll let that dictate us. I think that I see that all the time schedules filled with things that aren't really important to the person, but they feel like they should. Right. Because people asked and maybe you didn't stop and go, well, I don't actually have time for that or I don't actually want to do that. (laughs) So planning helps with setting boundaries, basically, is what I hear you saying. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're taking the time to really get to know what you want, that's how you get to start living the life that you really want. Because what you do with your time every day equals the life that you end up living. And so I think this clarity piece of you know, stopping, thinking about it, being intentional. What do you really want? Um, We talk about a brain dump sometimes, just getting all the stuff out into the light. What does that mean? Brain dump, getting it into the light. Like what, (laughs) what is that? Little fancy pen and some pad of paper. And you're just going to write out everything that's in your head. Um, people call it different things. I call it the dump, but, um, you just put it all, there's no organization. There's no perfection to it. It's just, let's just get it all out. You might use several sheets of paper back and front. Okay. So as a starting point to just get going, if you feel overwhelmed, just just get everything out of your head. Yeah. It's the greatest cure because usually whenever I hear a client saying I'm overwhelmed, it's because they haven't written anything down. It's all in their head and they're trying to remember everything and keep track of everything. And that's the great thing about planning is it brings in this, um, you know, so, okay, now I know what it is that I want. I'm clear. And if I'm feeling guilty about it or going for what I want, I'm getting some help, maybe therapy, maybe coaching. Okay. So, so hold on one second. Let's just, let's back up to the brain dump because I can tell you how I am. 
mm-hmm. or have been. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna claim that I still am this, but okay. when I am overwhelmed, when I think of something like just writing it all down, I feel like oftentimes everything that's in my head is unrelated. Mm-hmm. So you know, writing down, set up your dental appointment next to contact this client next to finish that you know proposal or editorial calendar for your podcast. It can feel all over the place, right? Or contact your cousin about the trip next summer. All that just feels unrelated. And it's almost like I don't give myself permission to put that all on the same sheet of paper because it feels so disorganized. So is it is it possible that you can be so overwhelmed and so perfectionistic at the same time that you never get it all out of your head? Well, that's why it's called a dump. <laughs> okay. You know, when you go to the dump, things are not organized. They're just dumped, all of it together. And so I think you have to give yourself permission and be in the spirit of the brain dump. And um, one thing that you did say, it's about perfectionism, right? Just the rule in planning is there is no such thing. Because what I plan today, even as good as I am at planning, like tomorrow, I, I could change my mind. Like, so it's just perfectionism is out, not a part of this brain dump, just get it all out of your head. It's supposed to be messy. And the process of it, actually, if you need uh, some coercion on this is like, even the messiness of it helps you get more out. Because if you're sitting and you give yourself a category, and you're trying to just write down everything in one category, you'll be stuck sitting here going, okay, what else? But if you just let yourself write everything, it will flow. And it's pretty awesome when you get everything out. And then you can sit back and look at it. Oh, here's my clarity. Is this how I want to live my life? Are these things all of interest to me? What am I going to do with this stuff? So that's, that's where you end up when you get clarity. It really is just about getting it out of your head because it can, that can yeah. feel heavy and burdensome. The more oh, that's, yeah. that's in there, the more weighted down you are and the harder it is to move forward in any sort of way, because it does feel so very heavy. I've also found that once I'm I'm in that flow of getting things out, one thing often leads to another. Mm-hmm. So that let let's say I'm working on something for this podcast and I'm writing out, you know, all all of the ideas and potential people and guests and so forth. Inevitably, one idea leads to oh, and what about this person? And that leads to oh, I didn't think about this, or or yeah, I, this was the bigger topic. But as I start talk, thinking it through and talking it through, I realize that that's actually three topics. So the planning piece can be, I think, sometimes, especially for those who are optimists, <laughs> the planning piece can can be a real reality check of how many resources what you actually need in order to execute something. But I find that it also that clarity is very energizing and perhaps it's energizing because everything doesn't feel all jumbled up together anymore. Mm-hmm. As you start planning, it feels like ah, I can breathe. So maybe that leads us to the next word, which is capacity. Yeah. So once yeah. we have clarity, now we can start planning because we know what we're planning for. We know what we're pointing toward. And we start to write some things down. This is the ultimate unveiling, (laughs) I call it. When you get capacity, you get to see what is my capacity. When I start planning, a lot of times my clients find out they have more time than they thought they did. These are the same people that say they were overwhelmed. But then once they actually start writing it down and getting clear on what's important, 
they have more time than they think. And or some people find that they have way less time than they've been thinking. Maybe that's the optimism part, but that <laughs> it gives them this view of what their real capacity is. Yes. And when they start that to time and what they wrote down and, and something's got to give, it, it helps you to, to create more capacity for the things that are important. You know, I, I, I found myself at a, um, a little bit of conflict around the planning because I made a very conscious decision uh, around my work schedule around being done at two 30, because that gives me time to pick up my son and spend the rest of the day really focused on, um, on him, on our family stuff. Um, and so that's not negotiable, mm. but I found that I was feeling stressed because oftentimes I wasn't really done with what I needed to do work wise for the day, even though I was committed to that two thirty hard stop. Mm-hmm. So Kim, I did a, I don't know if this is a brain dump or a time dump, but I basically wrote out everything that I am responsible for and need to accomplish every month in my business. So the deliverables, right? Whether it's a podcast or speaking engagements or, um, you know, things that I'm, I'm uh, doing training wise, et cetera, writing. And I added up how much time all of those things take plus management elements in the business. And um, and then I looked at the amount of time that the schedule that I've allotted <laughs> allows for. And I found that I had about twice as much work as I had time in wow. the actual schedule I had created. Right. It was so very eye-opening, but it also helped me to say, okay, then what has to go? Right. Because I, I can't keep going in this direction. I, I find when you talk about capacity, I have found that the planning actually helps me to be much more clear about what I have time for, what I don't have time for. And when I have extra time, even if I don't remember off the top of my head, I look in the, in the app I use or on any list that I have. So I'm like, okay, I got a little extra time. What do I need to work on next? Because I've planned in advance I can see what would have the most impact if I have, you know, if I have some extra time, where do I want to spend that time? But when I have it planned, it's just all over the place. I also find that it's easier to waste time when you have it planned for your time. It's much easier to end up on social media mindlessly scrolling or something like that, as opposed to actually finding meaningful things to do with that extra time that you might have. That, you know what, and that is a good point too, because we are human beings and we need goof off time. And so that should <laughs> also be in the plan and the schedule so that we know like, oh, I'm not scrolling on Instagram right now because I have that in the schedule later, or I have like this ah. hour built in that I can do whatever I want to. So that helps me to keep on track too, because a lot of times when we write a schedule, we have it all stuffed full of things, but we need breaks. And so that is just, I think, a really important thing to remember when you're scheduling your stuff in, that there's that space. That's what the pandemic really taught me was I went to like from no space to like total space almost, you know, because I wasn't going anywhere. And as I have gone further into the world, now I can mindfully rebuild it. So that's something that we can all do too. Like you could either 
grow your capacity by taking on more and getting stronger about that. Or you can just wipe the plate clean and just start over again and say, okay, I have to do my work. I have to take care of my kids, but I'm stopping everything else. And then I'm going to mindfully rebuild how I want my life to look. And, And to me, the answer is there has to be space in there. Now I'll never go without having space in my schedule ever again. I love that. I love that you include space as a part of capacity. Yeah. That when we're building capacity, there has to be space. We know the research backs that up. Our brains need a rest. Mm-hmm. And it's better when our brains rest with something really engaging than with something that's just really passive, right? So when you right. say, yeah, you want to spend your time, but you want to spend it doing something that's going to really engage your brain, that's going to be uh, you know, fun and interesting to do, as opposed to, like I said, just scrolling. Um, but so capacity is, how do you define it? Like when you say capacity, what is it that we get when we plan that you call capacity? I feel it, what happens for, for all of us is the ability to actually say yes to some other things that we haven't been and to actually get things done. Like the dishes are washed after dinner and Uh, you know, all the presents are wrapped and under the tree. And, you know, I have my son's room picked up before he gets Mm -hmm. here. There's things in life feel like they're under control. And that just is capacity to me. That's how I know that I have capacity now. And I can reflect back and say, you know, like when I put the Christmas decorations out last year and years and years before, I'd unpack them all they'd be out, but the stuff to pack them back in would sit there on the floor for a few days until I like got the capacity to pick it all up. And I noticed like this year after really putting a lot of intentional space in my schedule, like I'm just calmer and more able to have that energy. So I guess I would put energy with capacity to, to just get stuff done. Like the, just every, everything's of life. When you say that the energy and so forth, I also just think, I think you have greater capacity as a leader. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, because sure. you can see what really matters and, and you have the clarity, but the capacity is I'm also able to better direct and make sure things get to where they need to be. Well, so that capacity, yeah. like Valerie, when someone comes to you and they're having a problem or something isn't going right, you have a new way of responding because you have this capacity, this yeah. well of okayness. Uh, because of how you've been building your life and your schedule Mm -hmm. to respond to things in a much better way and to be more resilient. Yeah. And I think there's a confidence with that. There's a Mm -hmm. confidence Mm -hmm. when you know what you need to be doing and you're getting it done. So you said capacity, but we've thrown in their confidence. We've thrown in their calm (laughs) energy, which really leads to the third one, which you say is that planning gives us a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. When you know that you're doing your best with each day, when you know that there's only so much you can do and it's actually in writing in a plan, you you feel a sense of peacefulness. You feel like I'm doing just what I want to do. And then when someone asks you to do something that doesn't work, it doesn't lead you toward your goals, it doesn't fit in your schedule, you can even have peace in saying no or peace and saying yes, whatever it might be. But there, it's just this whole feeling of, yes, I can relax. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not still striving to do more. It just means that you could actually feel fulfilled. It's okay to feel fulfilled while you're building your business or expanding your life. But you know how to cultivate the peace. Because yeah. getting clear, 
making a plan, taking a deep breath brings peace. So that's, it's, it turned into a formula, I guess. <laughs> well, and I think that's what's lacking oftentimes because when things are moving so quickly in our world um, and we don't, we don't feel that sense of control. We don't have the capacity to get it all done. We don't have the clarity about what really, really matters and deserves our time. Mm-hmm. There is no peace. There is a constant feeling of stress and never feeling like you've done enough. Right. And oftentimes for many people, and this is where I want you to really give some encouragement for a lot of people, they're like, that's why I don't plan. I don't have time. I don't know where to start. I don't, you know, I don't understand these benefits. Great. You have the leisure of a half day retreat every month. I can't do that. Yeah, I hear these things. Um, And I'm going to say, yes, you can. You just have to get creative. The way I do it will look differently than how you do it. But I fully believe that you all who are listening want to live the best life you can possibly live. And the only way to really do it is to make sure that you're planning it because then you are living life instead of the other way around. Yeah. And so you can't afford not to do planning. It doesn't take that long. People all the time will tell me, clients say, I don't have time. And then they commit to doing it. It doesn't take any time. It's, it's a few minutes every night. It's a half an hour on Sundays. It take your half two hour retreat, do an hour. If that's all you can do right now, there's no right or wrong. I like to do a half day. I go to a coffee shop or I, you know, do whatever. You can create your own thing. That's the fun thing about this. These are ideas and there's no right or wrong. You create what you want out of what you hear. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is if you're going to have a vision and you're not going to have a plan, then what you really just have is a dream. Yeah. It's, it, that's not a goal. <laughs> that's not moving forward because it's unrealistic to believe that you can just say, I have a vision and you don't spend the consistent time to make sure that you're doing the things that lead to that vision. And that requires planning. It requires constant tweaking. That's why those, those weekly meetings are so important because what I find is if I'm, if I'm looking at the whole schedule, there is never a time when I don't have something I tweak or a phone call that I have to make or a text I have to send to get the additional information I need to make sure things go smoothly and that they actually happen. So this should go hand in hand. And as you're thinking about the upcoming year, what if you just said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really enjoy this process. I'm going to take out my calendar right now and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in a, an experiment. You don't have to commit. Maybe, maybe you will commit. To it. I love it. Yeah, maybe you're going to experiment with every single Sunday evening or every Saturday morning. Or maybe you could just say, this week on Sunday evening, I'm going to try this out. Yeah. This week at the end of every workday, I'm going to take five minutes and just try it and see what happens. I guarantee you, you're going to see some results that you like. But if the d- times didn't work, try something else until you find something you can sustain. Mm-hmm. Kim, I love your whole energy around planning. I love that it's something you look forward to. You anticipate it. You know, anticipation is a happiness trigger, right? Having something to look forward to. Yes. And it makes such a tremendous difference. So you've, as I mentioned, you have, uh, you've been so good at this that you actually wrote a book for coaches 
who are trying to plan their business development efforts. So I would love it if you just share where can they find you? Where can they find the book um, if they want to stay connected with you? So thank you so much. The book is called The Successful Coach's Business Development and Planning Calendar. So I have another planner that I use for my life, but this is just for my business. And yes, you have to carry things around, but if you want to live a great life and have a successful business, what's what's the big deal about carrying around a couple books? <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a group for people who buy the book um, where I do specific trainings. There's so much more to say beyond what Valerie and I have talked about today, but um, you can get the book on Amazon and you can find me on Instagram. I'm on there a lot. Kimberly Dubrul, D-U-B-R-U-L, or uh, at Your Year of Transformation. And uh, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find me everywhere. As long as you spell it D-U-B-R-U-L, you're all set. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kimberly. This is a fun conversation. And I'm actually excited about my planning as we go into a new year because I really got going with it this fall and it has energized me and I get it now. I get why for years you've gone on to Laferne and I, who we all teach the coach training intensive together about, oh, I'm gonna, I was doing my planning. Oh, I'm on my retreat. And I'm like, ah, it's not that I didn't plan, but making it fun and seeing it as something to look forward to in, in that sacred time to really bring the vision to fruition is so very powerful. Thank you so much for sharing uh, with us. I appreciate you. you. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for joining us for the coaching and positive psychology podcast. I can't wait to talk to you again next time. Take the first step to becoming a coach or start using coaching in your current career by enhancing your leadership and development skills at an upcoming coach training intensive, our three-day positive psychology-based coaching course that lays the groundwork for your coaching certification. And if you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love to hear from you. Just leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one. Thanks so much for joining me and I can't wait to talk to you on the next Coaching and Positive Psychology Podcast.